Hey guys, I'm just going to throw a little disclaimer in front of the show. Um, I recorded this with my 10-year-old son. It's something we were trying out for the show just for funs. He enjoyed it, I enjoyed it, but the real problem is that the quality was pretty poor. We had the microphone set up. Um, he kicked a lot. The dog's in the background barking. It's just a little harder to work with uh, a kid as opposed to by myself in like the closet that I record in for the sound. So you're, you're going to have to rough through this one, um, depending on whether he wants to continue doing it, kind of what our feedback is from it. You know, next time we'll look at finding a better space for him. And then that way the next one shouldn't sound so rough. But give this one a whirl if you would. Uh, let me know what you think. And assuming we do another one, we will try to get better sound quality then. Thanks a lot, guys. Young Adventurer. Hey everybody, my name is Joe Flesh. You've joined us for the Hobby Heroes Extra. This is a new segment I'm going to try out. I'm joined with my son, Louis. Louis, say hello. Hi. Louis, 10 years old. And one of the things I was really excited about when I started buying these fighting fantasy novels that, you know, kind of old but kind of cool, was the idea of doing something on the show about them. Uh, so we're going to do a segment called The Young Adventurer. And Louis is going to help me out by being the adventurer in a fighting fantasy novel. We're going to do The Warlock of Fire Top Mountain. And I'm essentially going to be a narrator. So it could be a lot of fun and could be very interesting. We'll find out. He has rolled a skill of uh, 6 plus 6 means a 12. It's a very high skill. Uh, he ended up with 24 hit points. Uh, Boxcars on that bad boy. And then for his luck, he ended up with a total of 9, so a 3 on his die. He has the usual sword, shield, lantern, ten rations. He chose a potion of fortune, which has two uses. And we are just going to just dive right into this bad boy. Only a foolhardy adventurer would embark on a perilous quest without first finding out as much as possible about the mountain and its treasures. Before your arrival at Firetop Mountain, you, Lewis, spent several days in town finding out as much as you could. Being a likable sort of person, you found it easy to get on with locals. You were told many stories about the mysterious warlock's sanctuary. The villagers had seen many adventurers pass through on their way, but few ever return. The journey ahead would be dangerous. Of those who did return, none ever talked of going back. It seemed that some truth in the rumor that the warlock's treasure is stored in a chest with two locks, and that the keys to these locks are guarded by creatures in the dungeon. The warlock is a sorcerer of great power, some say that that power comes from a deck of cards, while others say that it is a pair of black gloves that he wears. The entrance is guarded by goblins, stupid creatures fond of food and drink. Towards the inner chambers, the creatures will become more fearsome. To reach them, you must cross a river with a ferryman, who enjoys bartering over gold, so you should save a gold for your trip, at least one gold piece. They encourage you to keep a map of your wandering, which I'm going to help Louis with his map. Uh, or else you might end up hopelessly lost. When it finally comes time to leave on your journey, the whole village turns out to wish you safe w ways. Tears come to the eyes of many women, young and old alike. You couldn't help wonder whether they were tears of sorrow. So, we're going to get started. Entry 1. At last, your two-day hike is over. You unsheathe your sword and lie it on the ground, and with a sigh of relief, lower yourself down on mossy rocks to sit for a moment. 
You stretch and rub your eyes and look up at the mountain. The mountain looks menacing. The face in front of you appears to have been savaged by the claws of some gargantuan beast, and rocky crags jut out. At the top of the mountain, you can see red coloring, probably from vegetation. Perhaps no one will ever know exactly what grows up there. Your quest lies ahead of you. Across the clearing is a cave entrance. You pick up your sword, get to your feet, and consider the dangers ahead. But with determination, you put your sword in its scabbard and approach the cave. You peer into the gloom and dark, the slimy walls, the pools of water on the floor. The air is cold. Your lantern light sweeps blearily into the darkness. Cobwebs brush your face, and you set off into the cave. After a first few yards, you arrive at a junction. Mm-hmm. Will you turn left or right? Right? You choose right. You turn right. The passageway soon comes to an end at a locked wooden door. You listen, but hear nothing. Will you try to charge at the door and knock it down, or would you rather turn around and go back the other way? I'm going to try to knock it down. Try to charge the door down. One. You charge the door with a shoulder. Roll two dice. If the number is less than or equal to your skill, a 12, you're going to get it. The door bursts open and you fall headlong into a room. Your heart jumps as you realize you're not landing on a floor, but plunging down a pit of some kind. Luckily, the pit is not particularly deep, and you land in a heap less than two meters down. Lose one stamina. Uh You gain some bruises, but climb out of the pit into the room, and you leave through the door heading west, finding nothing there. So you had to go back the other way. That one was a dead end. Heading back, there is a right-hand turn to the north in the passage. You cautiously approach a sentry at the corner. As you look in, you see a goblin-like creature in leather armor, but he is asleep. You try to tiptoe past him. Test your luck. So roll two dice, and you need a nine or less. That is a nine. You use a point of your luck to get past. You tiptoe past him. Luckily, he does not wake up. If you're lucky, oh, he does not wake up and remains snoring loudly. To your left, in the west face of the passage, there is a wooden door. You listen at the door and hear a rasping sound, which may be something snoring. Would you like to open the door, or press northwards? I would rather... Go forward. Rather go forward? Okay. I'm a daring one. You're a daring one? You don't want to try the door, though? (laughs) I said the door. Oh, well, that's north. Do you want to open the door or go north? Open the door. Oh, open the door. Okay. The door opens to reveal a smelly room. In the center of the room is a rickety wooden table, kind of like the one we have this microphone on, if you don't (laughs) notice. Under the table is a small box. Asleep on a straw mattress in the corner is a short, stocky creature with an ugly face with warts. The same sort of creature you found asleep at the sentry post. He must be a guard for the night watch. You can either go back to the hallway... Or you can try to sneak into the room and take the box without waking up the creature. I'm going to try to take up the take the box. Take the box. Test your luck. So you need to roll your dice and get an eight or less. Very nice. Let's see what you found in the box. You leave the room and open the box back in the hallway. Inside, you find a single gold piece. So you have one gold now. And a small mouse, which must have been the creature's pet. You keep the coin and release the mouse, which scurries off down the passageway. You gain two luck points, which puts you back to nine. Yay! 
you may continue down the hall. Further up the passage, along the west wall, you see yet another door. You listen at it, but hear nothing. Do you want to open this door, or do you want to keep going up the hall? I'm going to open the door. You're a door opener. And a boy. <laughs> the door opens to reveal a small room with a stone floor and dirty walls. There is a stale smell in the air. In the center of the room is a wooden table with a candle on it that is lit. Under that table is a small box. In the corner of the room is a straw mattress like before, but no one is there. You may either open the box or leave the room. I'm going to open the box. Of course. <laughs> I'm so dang today. The box is light, but something rattles within. You open the lid and a small snake darts out to bite you. You must fight the snake. Do I have a hatchet? Nope, you have your sword. So I'm gonna roll for the snake. Three plus a five is an eight. So now you roll two dice and add your skill, which is insane. Is it two dice or one die? That doesn't matter, I got oh the my double. Gosh. Yeah, you're gonna kill. So that's one damage. It tries to bite you again. Ooh, 12. Um, your starting skill is a 12. You're going to kill the snake. <laughs> yep, that's a dead snake. <laughs> you kill the snake. The box falls to the ground during your fight with the snake, and out of it falls a bronze key with the number 99 carved into it. You may take the key. Also, add one luck point before you leave. So now you get another luck. That's 10. 10, very nice. Woo! And you have... A key. A mystery key found in a hidden room in a hidden chest in a dark corner from the starting of the map. I don't think it was hidden, per se. <laughs> Further up the passage, on the west wall, you again see another door. Um, you listen at the door and grimace to hear the worst singing you have ever heard in your life. Would you like to go into the room to investigate the singing? Or continue up the hallway. I want to investigate. You're going to investigate everything till one of them kills you, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> well, consistency is important, I suppose. Watch it be in my the door house. opens to reveal a small room. It is dirty and unkempt, and a straw mattress lies in a corner, just like the others. In the center of the room is a wooden table with a candle burning, lighting the room. Where'd the scene go? A small box rests under the table, just like the other rooms. But this time... Seated at the table are two creatures with warty skin, dressed in leather armor, drinking some sort of grog. The way they stagger to their feet on your arrival, it would seem they are very drunk. You may either draw your sword and leap at them, or slam the door and run away. Draw my sword. Draw your sword. That's a fight, without a doubt. The drunken orcs you face are obviously startled when you come in. As quickly as they are able, they fumble for their weapons. You must attack each in turn. Their drunkenness lets you add one to your dice roll when rolling to work out your strength during each round. Well, this is going to be a quick fight, I bet. The first orc. Ooh! Actually, the orc might hurt you on that one. They've got a 15. Uh, they got to roll really high. Please be luck. Please be luck. Please be luck. Please be luck. Yep, that's a wound on them. Uh, nope, that's you. That one's gonna be you. The first orc is dead. 
<laughs> um, I'm daring. Basically, the orcs have to roll like a 10 or higher to even wound Louie. Uh, well, a 9 might do it if you roll two ones. So go ahead and roll. I roll two ones. <laughs> you roll two ones. <laughs> so that's a damage for Lewis as the drunk orc stabs him. Again, if you roll two ones, he might get you. Oh, he does it again! This, this. Oh, that's another wound for the orc. And Louis at 21. And then Louis wins the orc, and Louis kills the orc. I want to take all of his armor now. That's funny. You're wearing armor already. Wait, then how'd it hurt me? Well, because it got you. How? I have armor on. Shouldn't I just get the armor and glance off? You wipe your bloody sword on their mattress. The green blood leaves a slimy stain. Eee. Stepping over the bodies towards the table, you flinch at the foul smell. You pick up the box from under the table. It is small with crude hinges, and the name Frigo Di Maggio is inscribed on a brass plate. Would you like to open the box, or leave it behind and go? Open it. Next time I'm just going to choose the hall. (laughs) The box has a small leather-bound book. The Making and Casting of Dragonfire, it says. You open the pages and read. Fortunately, it is in your own language, and so was probably not understood by orcs. Otherwise, it would not have been loosely guarded. The book is written by Faraggio DiMaggio. In it, he tells the story of his life's work, the creation of the Dragonfire spell to fight dragons. You read how in his last years he perfected the spell, but by then was too old to use it, so he ripped the book and locked it in a chest and hid it in Firetop Mountain, afraid that it may fall into the wrong hands. The last page reads, So you, who now hold my book, have my life's work. The power of destruction is yours. Do not waste it. Unless you use the spell for the purpose for which it was intended, you shall be consumed by evil itself, and die by the fire from your own hands. Remember, only when the dragon breathes its fire, should you raise your arms and say, Ekel Arif, Ekem Arif, Arif Arif Dimaggio. You sure it's not just a lot of dogs? You say the words slowly and softly, and the page begins to glow, and then the glow disappears. As do the words on the pages of the book. You repeat the spell to yourself and memorize it, finally leaving the room. You eventually arrive at the end of this passage. There is a three-way junction. You may either turn east or west. To the east. You arrive at another junction. Now you may either go north or continue to the east. Continue to the east. The passage ends at a wooden door with metal hinges. You listen at the door and hear strange mutterings and clatter that sounds like pots and pans. Whatever is in there, there are several of them. Do you choose to go through the door or go backwards? Go forward. You go through the door. I'm, I'm wa- watch it be like a, a place for for hung up humans. All the other people. You open the door into a large room, which can only be a dining room. The same warty-faced creatures you now recognize as orcs are sitting around a large table. Five of them, busily drinking and dribbling at bowls of great rat soup. <laughs> All are involved in an argument as to who will get to chew the rat bones left in the large cauldron of soup so they do not see you enter. You may be bold and attack them, 
though you may not relish the idea of fighting five of them at once. If you wish, you can leave the room, and if you are lucky, escape without them noticing you. Say the fact that... <sighs> Brave, I'm just gonna attack, attack, attack. You're gonna attack them, huh? I'm gonna try my best. If I don't succeed, no one. Okay. Well, your score is ridiculous high, so you'll probably actually win. <laughs> Woodpecker! The orcs attack, one at a time. Wow, not even bottlenecks, but I guess that's how it's going to roll. The first couple of orcs are kind of strong, though, so they might get you. Ooh, an eight. Alright, double ones. You need to roll snake eyes again to take a wound. So that's a wound Ooh. on an orc. Ooh, the orc got a 15 on that. But Louis still does better. That's a Louis wound. Uh, nine. Uh, again, if you roll snake eyes. Nope. So you kill the first orc. The other orc. One. Uh, nine. Nope. Uh, that one might get you. Three, two, one. Nope. You got him. The next orc, who is a strong one again. Alright, again, snake eyes. Nope, you got that one. One wound. Uh, eight, that's a wound on the orc. Wound on the orc. Uh, ten might get you. Five. No. Nope. Alright, you've killed that orc. That one's a wound on there. That's a dead orc. That's you, that's you. You. And, nope, you killed all five of them. <laughs> Few wins. <laughs> Louie's been watching Woody Woodpecker recently, can you tell? You search the bodies of the orcs, but find only some teeth, nails, bones, and knives. You search the cupboards in the room, but find only bowls, plates, and spoons. Finally, under the serving hatch, you find a thin leather case, a half a meter long. You may open it, or leave it behind and walk out of the room. Open the case. I hope it's not one of those trap cases that like jump at you and grab you in. A trap of some kind? Yeah. The case opens easily and inside you find a magnificent bow and one silver arrow. Woo, an, inscri an inscription in the case says, The giver of sleep to those who never can. You put the bow and arrow in the case back in your pack and leave the room. Add one point of luck. How much luck do I have? Ten. Oh, I lost a point at some point. Oh, no, you did have ten. So you have eleven now. And you have Ooh. a bow. Thank you, Woody yeah. Woodpecker, for giving your kindness to Arrow. me. Back the way you came. You move swiftly down the passage and arrive back at the junction. This time you turn to the north. Oh, oh. I'm happy I went in there. To the north, you see a well-used door on the right hand, the east side of the passageway. With your ear to the keyhole, you listen and hear a man screaming for help from inside. Will you open the door to help the man or leave him? Open the door? He may help me. It's Iris a trap because of orca screaming for him. The door is locked. You may attempt to charge the door down. Oh, Roll a skill check. Okay, I'm doing that. 
Alright. I really want that man out. Well, you're gonna bust it down, even because uh, you can't fail with a 12, so. <laughs> you are apparently Hercules and just didn't know it. Wham! The locked door bursts open and a nauseating stench hits you. Inside the room, the floor is covered with bones, rotting vegetation, and slime. A wild-haired old man, clothed in rags, rushes at you screaming. His beard is long and gray, and he's waving an old wooden chair leg. Is he insane as he appears, or is, there, is this some kind of trap? You may either shout at him to try and call him, calm him down, or attack him. There's a picture of him. He looks like a crazy old man. So do you want to try and yell at Shout! You better shout! You better shout. Shout. Sorry, I said I'm hurting your ears. Later. Okay. You shout, you're free, old man, at the top of your voice. Instantly, he ceases. He stops dead in his tracks and sinks to the floor, weeping. He composes himself eventually and thanks you many times. You talk with him in hope of discovering a secret. Many years ago, he was an adventurer like you in search of treasure. Captured by the orcs, he was thrown into this cell as a pet. You ask whether he would like to accompany you into the mountain, but he simply wants to leave. You ask him for advice, but he says he knows little. He advises you, pay your respects to the fairy man, and tells you that you must pull the right-hand lever on the wall ahead to open the iron gate at the end of the passage. He has also learned that the keys to the boathouse are guarded by a man and his dog. You shake hands, leave the room, and go your separate ways. Add a luck. Wow. Further up the passage, you see a door, again on the east wall. You listen hard, but hear no sound. Would you like to open the door, or continue to the north? Sure, why not? The door is locked. You may attempt to force it open, or leave. Quiet. Actually, force it down. <laughs> it's worked every other time. You charge the door, hitting it squarely with your shoulder. The door opens, because you can't fail opening doors. So, <laughs> lucky duck, unless something eventually knocks you down. The door splits along its length, and you wrench the timbers apart to let yourself in. A torch hangs from one wall, lighting up an armory, stocked with swords, shields, helmets, daggers, and breastplates alike. You examine the weaponry and find nothing that appears superior to your own sword. However, an iron shield catches your eye. There is a crescent moon in its center. You pick it up and it feels and feel its weight on your arm. If you wish to take the shield, it will aid you in battles, helping to fend off damage inflicted. Would you like to take the shield? Why not? In future battles, when you are wounded, you may roll a dice. On a six, the creature inflicts only one point of damage instead of the normal two. If for some reason the creature would normally only inflict one point of damage, the six would mean no damage. However, the shield is heavy and you will have to leave behind one item of equipment. So, what would you like to leave behind? How much equipment? What equipment do I have? Uh, a sword, a shield, a lantern, your Why armor. don't I get rid of the old shield and put in the new shield? That's a fine point. So you take the new shield. Throwing out an item when you get a new shield, but you already have a shield. Get out the old shield, come in with the new. That's a fine point, sir. Wait, how come I never use a shield in other battles? You now continue up the corridor. 
with a happier smile on your face. With a fancy new shield. <laughs> a shiny shield glistering in the darkness of nothingness. Ahead on the east wall, again on the right, you see another door. This time the door is made of metal. Uh oh. Listening, you hear the sounds of tortured screams from within. If you wish to open the door, or you may ignore the room and continue. Can I wait? No, I mean, it's either you, you open the door and investigate the tortured screams, or you leave. Wait a minute! You open the door. The door is not locked, and opens. The room in front of you is a torture chamber with various devices on the walls. In the center of the room are two creatures having their way with a dwarf who is tied to a hook in the ceiling by his wrists. The hunchbacks are poking him and cutting at him viciously with their swords. The dwarf lets out a scream and falls silent with his eyes closed. The captors make disappointed noises and look around angrily as if it's your fault that the dwarf has passed out. You must act quickly. Will you close the door and run away? Draw your sword to fight the creatures or stride over to the dwarf, jab him with your sword, and make an evil laugh with his torturers. Are you a good guy or a bad guy? <laughs> I kind of want to have some fun with the tiny dwarf, though. What are you going to do? Are you going to... I'm going to fight them. You're going to fight the bad guys? <laughs> I really want to have some fun, but yeah. Um, so the goblins are going to have to roll... Basically, tends to have a chance at you. No. 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 Ten might do it. That puts that one at a fifteen. So. Uh, no. You got him. So that's the first one. The second goblin. Ooh. An eleven. Uh, so he's got a seventeen. He may. Act, he's probably gonna hurt you actually. Oh. No, you rolled. I thought there were only two goblins. There are only two. Uh, that one, he could hurt you. And the dog. Hey, he hurt you. Wait, what happened to my shield in battle? Yeah. Now you, oh, roll a die. If you roll a six, you only take one damage. No. Uh, and you've killed him. Wait, how come I lost eight health? Instead of two. Well, it's supposed to be a 16. That, are you sure that's a 16, not a 10? Well, I wrote it backwards. <laughs> uh, so you've killed the goblins, although you took a few wounds in the process. Only one? Only one, but it's two health. You cut the dwarf down from the ceiling. He is, as you guessed, dead. Going through the pockets of the goblins, you find a sweet-smelling cheese. If you wish to take the cheese with you, you may put it into your backpack. I assume that's what you'll use it for later. Okay, I'm gonna take it. Take the cheese. Stuff it in my backpack, wait till it starts melting. You arrive at the end of the passage, where it meets another east-west passage. But, there's a portcullis in your way. What's a portcullis? An iron portcullis. What's that? An iron gate. Oh. Mm. On the wall to your right are two levers. And it seems likely that these levers have something to do with the portcullis. Right lever. I remember it. Do you pull the left or the right lever? Right. Right. I remembered it from that guy. Thank you, guy. Thank you so much. <laughs> you hear a deep rumbling noise and the ground shudders. Slowly and noisily, the portcullis rises into the ceiling. 
You may now walk into the junction. Will you turn west or east? Yeah, why not west? Turn my walk a lot. Alright. So that's where we're going to call this adventure. He has made his way well into the mountain, I think. Although I've played this book, so he's still got a long way to go. But thus far, very successful. So thanks, guys, for listening. Uh, please do send us an email or comment on the uh, blog post uh, or hit me up on Twitter or reply to the Facebook thread. Let me know what you guys think of this. Hopefully it's kind of entertaining. Maybe if you let your younger kids listen to it, it'll get them excited about something like this. Um, I know I'm excited to be playing with them, and we'll see how this continues to go in the future. So thanks a lot for listening, guys. Have a good one. Say goodbye, Louie. Bye. I'll be back.